Hey guys, welcome into Big Guy Sports. I'm your host, Kobe Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Trey Tiffany, on August 22nd, 2019. Today we will be giving out our top 15 running back rankings for the 2019 season. Um, Starting from 15 all the way down to 1. So at 15, I have uh, Chris Carson. Oh. So okay. um, just kind of stuff that I have to back up. Chris Carson is uh, he's kind of been growing on me a little bit because I'm kind of getting lower on Rashad Penny and the last uh, preseason game, uh, Russell Wilson played uh, 17 snaps, two drives and Chris Carson played 14 of the snaps and Rashad Penny three and kind of going into last the preseason game week two. I thought, okay, they're gonna work by committee. Rashad Penny's gonna get, gonna get his load. He's gonna prove himself. And Rashad Penny, even though he's coming in with kind of that second string uh, O line, which is fucking god awful, he's not really showing himself. And Chris, Chris Carson's balling the fuck out. And they came, uh, the offensive coach came, uh, coordinator came out and said they want to use Chris Carson more in the passing game. And he's already a top tier runner because of how prolific this running game is. And if he can be used in the passing game even more, I think as long as Chris Carson stays on the field, he has a like good RB one upside where you're getting him in like the fourth round. And I think getting him in the fourth, maybe even the fifth round is a freaking steal. Yeah. I, I have Chris Carson a little bit more up. I, the first rankings that I did, I was freaking low on Chris Carson, but the more, stuff that comes out and the more research that I do, I just see that Chris Carson's actually a fucking dude. And I think most of my hate came comes from just all my league. I mean, and you be my best friend. I mean, the, them like the Seahawks, I just don't like the Seahawks. And yeah. so I've always just been a little asshole towards Chris Carson, but he's actually a fucking dog. And so I actually have him higher up than that at 15. I have James Connor and I know that you might think that that's fucking horrible. I have but... no, don't I have J- James Conner still on here for me? No, oh, well, I just I I put James Conner low just because I think that he's good. But that whole shit that says that like he's gonna be in an RBBC, you can't. Be, I mean, especially I have him this low because of his ADP. I think his ADP is absolutely disgusting. Getting him in like the second round, some people get him in the first. Yeah. I just think that their defense isn't going to be as solid this year. And so they're going to have to pass it even more than they did last year. And I know all the stats that say that like James Conner was just as good as Le'Veon Bell because he was, but the fact that there's going to be other people taken away from those snaps and they, I mean, they drafted Benny Snell for a reason. I mean, not just for special teams, but yeah. also because he's a solid back. And so that's why I have James Conner that low. And I just, I just don't believe in him this year. And I think that, uh, they have, you know, so many weapons in the passing game, and I just think that they're going to pass it even more uh, this year. And so James Conner, he'll get some of that work, but, I mean, Jalen Samuels, I mean, just – I mean, Benny Snell, like I said, there's just guys that can take his – like some reps from him, which will take away fantasy opportunity. Yeah, I agree, and I'll touch on more of it when I have him in my 
I have them a little bit higher up, but okay, yes, yeah, so. everything you said. So at fourteen, you go ahead first. You go for fourteen okay. first. I have at fourteen. I have Aaron Jones, and I have Aaron Jones at fourteen because I think he's going to be a top fifteen back. I think he has top ten upside with uh, what they've been saying in camp with how he's going to be some bell cow back and all that stuff. The only reason why I have him a little bit lower is because of his injury history. And there's been stuff that like Matt LaFour said, I can see why he hasn't been a bell cow before because they just can't give him that workload, which is kind of scary to say. But I mean, in the weeks that he did play and he got at least 20 touches, I mean, they said that the RB six was what he was producing last year. And so you can't really go against that. I mean, he's got the potential to be up there. I think, he might miss a couple games. Um, last year it was just because of suspensions and stuff. But, I mean, that lingering hamstring injury kind of scares me. I hate, like, hamstring injuries going into the season. But Aaron Jones, I just think, has the talent to be uh, a top 10 back. But I think at 14 is where he'll probably end up this season just because I think he'll be a high-end uh, high or back-end RB1, a high-end RB2 for me. Yeah, I agree. I think his – Upside is, I think his upside is crazy. Just kind of the injury thing is uh, concerning. I have him. I still, I have him a little bit higher. So I'll get on oh, wow. later. I have, okay. uh, I have carry on at fourteen. Uh, okay. Which I was, uh, I never really thought carry on to be like a dude. And then once they traded theoretic, I kind of started diving in on carry on stats and kind of the opportunity is going to get. And like, holy yeah. shit, he's going to be a yeah. fucking dog. But the last preseason game, they had uh, three third down opportunities. And he yeah. Got, yeah, he got taken out for all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think two yeah. of them were by C.J. Anderson. And for me, that's not really a good sign if he's on the Lions. I mean, the Lions are going to be like a six-win team. Yeah, I think they're going to Yeah, they're going to be behind in games, going to want to be passing. And if I just think if Carrion's not going to be that – three down guy on a below average team i just don't really see i just don't really see the elite upside that i kind of thought thought like maybe like a few weeks ago and i think they like cj anderson more than like we realize and we saw we've seen what cj anderson can do kind of filling in for todd Gurley in the playoffs in the end of last year with that knee um so I think they might use a lot of C.J. Anderson on the goal line, like third and short. And I don't know. I just – I'm kind of got, getting lower on carry-on. But I think he's yeah. still a great, a great option. I, I think his ADP has risen almost too yeah. much where he's not as good of a value as he was when he was in that – maybe he was in that fourth round. So Yeah. Um, I – I agree with everything you said. I don't have carry on in my top 15. I even have him on one of my fantasy teams and you know, I love him. I mean, he's just at 16, but the only reason why I didn't have him in there is just because the same thing you said, it's the whole third down work. I mean, top 15 backs tend to be the guys that are just like the dude on their team and the pat or like pass catching backs. And if he's going to not be on third down for those pass catching opportunities, I just don't see, him really reaching his full potential. I think his potential is easy top 15 and he could even be, you know, a lower end RB one. But like, I just feel like if he's going to lose that work and CJ Anderson, I mean, he's a fat motherfucker, but damn, can he 
you know, put up some fantasy points. I don't know if it's just because he was in the Rams offense last year, but I mean, he can get the job done. And so if they believe in him, then I don't know. I just think Matt Patricia is a scary coach to put a running back under because he was putting, uh, what's his, what's his ass, uh, that gave him so many carries last year without even letting Terry on like really go to work. Um, uh, I For forgot the Lions his name. Last year? Yeah, yeah. Who who is that? Abdullah. No. No. The guy from that uh, came from the Legarrette Blunt, the motherfucker that punched the guy from Boise State. He they gave Legarrette Blunt so much work, but like he didn't deserve the work. So I just feel like they might do that same thing because C.J. Anderson doesn't deserve the work, but he'll get some work away from carry on. So that's why I don't have carry on in my top 15, but I love him. I mean, he's on one of my fantasy teams and you know, I love carry on, but I think he's like one of the more like talented running backs in the league. I just think kind of the situation he's in kind of limits his uh, fantasy relevance, but I still think he's a great running back. Yeah. Like you said, I just, I, I mean, if his ADP was any lower, he'd be a steal of the draft, but he's risen so much. I mean, since we, First start started doing mocks. I mean, he was third, fourth round, and now you have to get him in the second, or else you won't ever ever get him. So, yeah, I just don't see the value there as of right now. But yeah, who do you have at thirteen? Uh, I have Todd Gurley. Oh shit! Okay. Um, do you have him on here or no? No, I do, but I don't have him that low. Um. I just, I just think with that arthritis in the knee, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna flare. <laughs> it's flaring up at some point. But what? he's running at twenty-one miles an hour, Shut like you up. told. <laughs> it's flaring up at some point, and we can hear and see all the shit that he's looking great in camp. He's doing good. I don't give a fuck. That arthritis doesn't go away. You can put steroids in that knee. You can put the PRP injection, you can put whatever you want in that goddamn knee. It's flaring up at a 16, uh, 17, uh, 16 week season. Plus the Rams are going to make the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, they used a third round pick. These are what third round pick on, uh, Henderson, uh, Malcolm Brown said to have a bigger role. They already came out and said Henderson's going to get about 12 carries a game. And yeah, if he's getting 12 carries a game, what's Todd, Todd Gurley averaged, what, low 20s last year for carries? So yeah. that's basically them just splitting work. And Todd Gurley – Well, you, you forget about Malcolm Brown too. I mean, he'll get yeah. some work as well. Yeah, and so. and uh, if they're split, if they're basically splitting work, I mean, Todd Gurley's probably going to get all the goal line carries and the third down carries. I mean, those short third down carries. But um, I, don't, I don't see Todd Gurley playing – all 16 games and they're going to want to keep him healthy for the playoffs. So, but I still, I mean, one of the, what he's, he's 24 and having these knee issues was fucked. And now his career is probably going downhill because this arthritis is fucking staying forever. So I don't know. I think he's one of the more elite running back. I think he's one of the more elite running backs and he's going to give you, he's going to fucking produce you points, but I just, him being on the field really scares me. Yeah, I I have him at 10, so I'll talk about him later. But I just – I don't think he's that low. I mean, only three spots, it's not a huge deal. But I do agree. I mean, he 
later on, and I'll just I'll just talk about it later. But what I ha- who I have at thirteen, who I'm getting lower, and he'll probably by the start of the season be out of my top fifteen is Damian Williams. And yeah, I have, have Damian Williams. Yeah, I have Damian Williams at thirteen just because of the offense he's on. I think if he does get the running back one work, then he'll obviously produce in fantasy points heavily. I mean, everyone saw it. He was great in the playoffs. He was having, you know, he's a pass catching back. So in our half PPR leagues, I mean, that shit really adds up. And I think that he's a decent talent. I mean, everyone says that he didn't break out until he went to the chiefs, which is true, but I mean, he, he did do well on a, a really potent offense. And so, the only reason why I keep on going lower is just because of all the hype around obviously Darwin Thompson and the fact that he has a lingering hamstring injury. And just because also with the chiefs, I feel like they're going to, they're all going to feed off of each other. I think that they're going to eat fantasy points away from each other because there's just so many weapons that Mahomes gets to throw to that. I mean, I think it might eat away. I still think Kelsey will be a top 10 or the first or, you know, tight end. But I do think that uh, just all the people that he has to throw to, he's just going to, you know, Damian won't get as much work as everyone thinks he would. Because I've seen him in top five rankings, and I just don't think he has the talent to do that. Or Yeah, what I yeah I don't – yeah, that's the thing. I don't think he's that good of a running back, just kind of opportunities good for him. And with, yeah. his, and with his injury and injury history – I don't – if he – like, let's say he misses a game, Darwin Thompson's going to take that lead role for that week. I don't think – I don't think Damien Williams is that good of a running back to just come right back in maybe after missing two, three weeks, just coming right back in and taking Darwin Thompson's spot because I think Darwin Thompson's more of a – I think he's a better running back. So I think – Yeah, he's, he's not a bell cow though. Yeah, I think, gonna, worse, I think he's going to prove him – I think he's going to prove himself – when I mean, if Damian Williams is out, and I don't see Damian Williams having that shot to just come right back in, like he's not that good of a fucking running back. Just, oh, we're just gonna fill him in. Yeah. Right do you in. do you think that they eat into each other's fantasy points, or do you think that the offense is just so potent that everyone can be a top at their I mean, position? Yeah, I think we saw last year. I mean, Mahomes was easily the uh, first quarterback. Travis Kelsey was easily the first tight end. Tyree Kill was the first wide receiver. Yeah. Um, we saw two years ago, Kareem Hunt was, what was he, the first number one running back? I mean, and they like, they like to use, an, they like to uh, use a bell cow running back. And I think all that stuff that they yeah. said, Damien Williams is running back by committee when, committee when he yeah. had that injury. I think that was kind of all talk. Yeah. No, I mean, because kind of Andy Reid always bit. has had a bell cow running yeah. back. But, yeah. Okay. Well, at 12, this is where I have Chris Carson. And like I said, I was so low on Chris, but the more I think about it, he's just a dog, man. I mean, he, you know, he, he's going to get 20, 25 carries a game in that offense. And they, all they do is run the ball. I mean, you know, as a Seahawks fan, I've watched their preseason games and fuck, they don't ever pass it. And I just think that if he's going to get that much work, he's going to, you know, be able to produce. And I think he averaged a, a little under five yards a carry last year, which is pretty solid. And 
I know that they wasted, not wasted, but they gave up a first round pick on Rashad Penny. So they have a lot of faith in him. And I know that he's lost some weight and he's taken this year seriously. But I mean, I think they really do believe in Chris Carson because I mean, you see it. They say, oh, we want him to catch 50 passes this year. Oh, he has the best hands on the team. Like, I mean, do you want to give me a fucking rock hard boner in my pants because <laughs> i mean he i mean if he's catching passes he was i think i correct me if i'm wrong he was the rb 11 or 12 last year right i think it might have been i think it might have been 14 okay and half, that was without PR. okay because and that was without catch i think he he didn't even catch like 20 passes last year and he was, so he was around that 2025 20, range and i think he missed I think he missed a. I think he missed a game or two. Also, yeah. And the biggest thing with Chris Carson is the same thing. It's the injury history. So, if Chris Carson can stay healthy, I think that he is a a back end RB one. I don't think he's any anywhere near high end RB one or whatever. I think that he, uh, like his ceiling, is where I'm kind of putting him at. But I mean, I do believe in Chris Carson in that you know, rushing attack offense. Yeah. So I that's just, why I have Chris. I don't 12. think, I don't think Rashad Penny's that good, but them, I mean, they only drafted him last year and they're just not going to fade away from Rashad Penny using yeah. the passing game. So if Rashad Penny's going to get his fair share of work. So that he obviously eats into Chris Carson's uh, ability, but I, if Rashad Penny ever got hurt, I think Chris Carson's one of the better plays at running back each and every week and yeah. just the only thing is Chris Carson uh injury history so yeah that's the only thing that's really me uh I have Dave Montgomery <laughs> my fucking boy you don't have him oh, on yeah. here no okay I have him <laughs> that puts him at fucking the back end RB1 <laughs> I mean we saw yesterday from the sleeper from the sleeper notification that they fucking love. <laughs> they love Montgomery there. Jeez, and when so... they when they went they went up and they, they went up in the draft and reached for David Montgomery, and that is a fucking great sign to see. And when they also said they used Tariq Cohen too much last year, and and when you see when fucking what was his stats? Uh, week one he had, uh, what was it? He rushed for three times for 16 yards and a touchdown and had three catches for 30 yards. And I think that was all on, I mean, one or two fucking drives on his limited work. Uh, and the week two, uh, Tariq Cohen, Dave Montgomery didn't play. And everyone's like, oh, Mike Davis is going to eat into his fucking load. Well, Mike Davis played. In, <laughs> week, in, Mike Davis fucking played in week two. So, and. That's what we, I mean, as much as I kind of want to see David Montgomery play, that is a great fucking sign to see him not play. And the guy he's kind of competing with, really, is playing week two. Um, and I think, and I was just, uh, another thing I want to say is David Montgomery needs to be in a good system because he doesn't really have that, he doesn't really have that kind of explosiveness to him but what really sets him apart is a, is a elusiveness and kind of agility and what he needed was a shotgun offense because so not just being like six yards behind the quarterback or whatever it is and just fucking going toe-to-toe up the middle him being in the shotgun lets him utilize 
his elusiveness and uh uh the bears are second ranked second last year in the uh highest place from shotgun behind uh i think it was the ravens so i think that fucking helps him out so much and for a rookie i think for a rookie his so high because i think he's going to get every opportunity in the world to i think he's going to be i think he's going to be that to start the season that 15, 16, 17-yard touch guy, and I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season. He's up there in the low 20s, fucking up there. I mean, up there with the elite running backs. So, and I think this, I mean, Trubisky's Trubisky's not my favorite quarterback in the world. He's fucking awful. But he's going to, I mean, when, and David Montgomery has great hands. He's a good pass catcher. I mean, I said from the first preseason game, three receptions for 30 yards and that limited work. He's going to dink and dunk, and, I mean, a lot of it's going to go to Tariq Cohen, but uh, David Montgomery can catch balls too, and I think a lot's going to go to him. And, I mean, Jordan Howard uh, Jordan Howard uh, had, like, the sixth most most rushing attempts last year, and he's fucking – I mean, he's not the – I mean, he's not the best running back. He's now fucking losing carries to Miles Sanders. So, yeah. I think David Montgomery taking – uh, Jordan Howard's place, and if he can even rank top fifteen in rushing attempts with his pass catching ability that Jordan Howard couldn't do, I think the sky's the limit for David Montgomery. Yeah, I have him as a top twenty back, and I agree with with most of the stuff you said. I mean, they do run the ball a lot in Chicago, and I think that their defense will help them out with how much they're going to allow the offense to be on the field. Um. And also, I mean, late later in the game, if they, if we think that they're, I mean, I think they're going to be, you know, a double digit win team. And so, obviously, later on in the game, he's just going to, you know, get that get that work. As long as I know that they've said that they love him, and love him and everything. I just for right now, I have him at um, in my top twenty. I I agree with you know most of the stuff you said, but. I think me and you both love a, run, a rookie running back this year. It's just a different player. Yeah, and I don't even have I don't even have Josh Jacobs on here. So yeah, and uh, that's where we disagree. Eleven, I have Marlon Mack. Uh, Holy shit! You don't have Monier? No, I got Marlon Mack at eleven. Um, last year he last year in twelve games. And two of these games in the 12 games that he barely played coming off uh, his injury. In 12 games, he had 11 yards from scrimmage and double-digit touchdowns. In 12 games, barely played in two of them. And that, I think, is, I think his floor is so fucking high if as long, as long as he can stay healthy. And that's what he's proven in camp so far and at the end of last year. And I think, I think his ceiling is so, so, so massive. And I, that offense is one of the better offenses in the league. The only thing, the only thing that scares me is Andrew Luck's injury, and and they even came out. I mean, we got that sleeper. We're getting sleeper notifications every fucking day. Uh, they said they said they want to use Mac as a three down guy, and there's not too many guys in the league that are three down back. Yeah. So I think as long as long as he's on the field and healthy, I think he's I think he's an easy easy back end RB one just. That luck injury kind of scares me because if luck's healthy, 
that whole offense is just rolling and steamrolling, and he's going to get those goal line carries, going to be on the field more. Did and, you believe I mean, Mac was a top, you know, fringe RB1 before you drafted him in our Edmonds League? Well, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Just the only reason I was kind of hesitant on, hesitant on it is just Andrew Luck's injury. Because with Jacoby Brissett on the field, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's, I mean, he's a really good fucking backup. I mean, he's not that bad. But it just, it isn't the same thing. They're going to be on the field less. The offense is not going to be getting those goal line carries. So I don't, I, I like, I like Mac. I like Mac. If he can stay healthy and Andrew Luck's yeah. healthy, I I think he's fucking good. I have him as a top 20 back as well, but at 11, that's where I have my rookie is Josh Jacobs. And the reason why I have Josh Jacobs at 11 is because he is actually a fucking dog. And the more I read up on him, I mean, the more he talks in interviews, he says that they have so many different packages just for him specifically they have him lining up in the slot. They have him even like I've heard Matthew Barry the other day. He said something about him maybe doing some wildcat stuff because of him playing quarterback in high school. And so if they're, you know, playing, if they're going to put him and give him some passes, I mean, what else are they not going to do? And they were top five in, you know, goal line rush carries or rushes last year. And, he, I mean, in his first game, he had four carries for 21 yards. I mean, five five yards a carry. I know it was against the Cardinals, but, I mean, the thing is, is he's going to get that work. He only had five snaps, and he had four carries. So, And the fact that after the game, he was like, oh, well, I, I missed an opportunity to, you know, bust out like a 60-yard run. I mean, if, if he thinks that highly of himself and he is healthy coming out of college, I mean, he doesn't have much – you know, wearing his tires. I just think that he has the opportunity to be a big time uh, player for fantasy. And I mean, I know the Raiders offense is kind of scary, but I mean, watching their defense in the preseason, I think that they've got it, you know, going on. They'll give them some opportunities to be on the field. I mean, they have two first round picks on their defense, you know, that are going to help them out and at least give their offense an opportunity to be back on the field. I hate, I mean, hate Derek Carr. I don't think he's that good. But I think if Antonio's going to get his bitch ass back on the field without this whole helmet issue, I think that also helps Jacobs out because it spreads the field a little bit more for him because they have to, you know, watch out for the deep ball and stuff. And so that gives him more uh, field to work with, you know, going going forward. But, yeah, that's why I think that Josh is at 11 for me. Yeah, it's just that offense – Fucking, I mean, you, we can say all we want about them and adding Antonio Brown and getting Josh Jacobs, but that offense is actually still fucking bad. Yeah, well, and like I'm, I said, yeah, I know. sure that O-line's dog shit, too. Well, no, I th- but the, that's the thing. Derek Carr's been raving about how much he loves his offensive line. I mean, who isn't? No one's going to come out and say, offensive line's fucking shit. Everyone, every quarterback's going to go and fucking – Praise their offensive line. Go buying fucking dinners after the game. I that I mean, just the only thing keeping him out of my top fifteen. I mean, he's right there on the right there after top fifteen, probably sixteen, seventeen. Just the only thing keeping him out is just the offense. And I don't think personally, I there's better there's better rookie. I think his opportunity is great. I think he got landed in the best spot he possibly could. But I think there's more talented running back. I think David Montgomery and Miles Sanders are more talented running backs than 
Josh Jacobs. Like, just imagine, just imagine if David Montgomery or Miles Sanders landed at Oakland. I mean, fuck, we'd be drafting him. We'd be drafting Josh Jacobs probably in the second round. And people talk about people talk about David Montgomery, and he's not that fast, and his boost isn't good. And they're in the combine. Josh Jacobs, uh, sixty. I mean, forty time was slower than. David Montgomery. I don't think Josh Jacobs had a good combine at all. So yeah. uh, I think his opportunity is good. I think he's going to be that three. I think he's going to be a three down guy, but I just don't think that offense is good. That defense is really fucking bad. Yeah. So, well, I guess the biggest thing for me is that he's going to get the work. So, I mean, regardless of what you think that his talent is, he's going to get work. So, I mean, if you're getting work, you're going to have more opportunities at fantasy points. And that's how I see it in my opinion. Yeah, I I think he's one of the like bigger question marks uh, as a running back because we just don't really, no one really knows. I mean, Matthew Barry's fucking wants to suck his dick for money. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> wants his load in his mouth. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not some Matthew Barry believer, but I def- definitely think that he has the opportunity to be you know a fringe um rb1 um i don't think he can be a top end rb one, but i mean back end for sure but um at 10 i have early and i know that you already had him earlier i uh, just kind of reiterate i i don't believe any of that bullshit that they're saying about like the 21 miles per hour and all that shit and I also agree with you that later on in the season, they're going to try to save him for the playoffs rather than waste him. So I don't think that he, that no one's, I mean, no one gives a fuck about fantasy. So, I mean, when you need uh, him the most during the fantasy playoffs, he's not going to be there. So that's why my ass isn't touching him at all. And the fact that they came out and said that, you know, Daryl Henderson's going to, you know, get, get all this work. But the only reason why I have him as a top 10 running back is just because of his, his talent and his opportunity. I mean, I think that in an offense that is proven to be one of the best in the NFL, he has opportunity. I mean, he scored, I forgot how many, I think it was, I think it was upper teens in touchdowns last year. And he, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's obviously going to regress, but he's going to get that, you know, that work down inside the goal line because he's a big dude and He's a pass catching running back, and he was—I mean, he was the first. Uh, he was the number one fantasy running back last year, and so you're not just going to fall off the face of the earth. But the the less work you get, the you know, he's just going to have to make the most of his work. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I know he'll have limited work, but if he at least gets you know 15, 20 touches a game, I still think he'll do enough with it because of his. Talent I don't think that he has. I don't think he'll get twenty touches not one game this whole fucking year. I mean, I maybe early in the season, but when we get later on in the season, there's no way he's getting in the higher teens 20 touches if he's already missed a couple games or yeah. secure the top spot in the West. I just, I mean, I just don't see it. I think without his injury, he's probably would be talking about him with up in Saquon range at number one. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, his talent is is undeniable. So yeah, I just, I, that's why I have him in the top 10. I mean, he could, depending on more reports, I guess we'll see. I wish I could see him play, but I don't know if I ever will. 
um, I guess, I mean, the only thing that we can do now is kind of just predict, you know, I mean, hopefully he plays because I think if he does play, he's going to be great, but yeah, if he doesn't, then he, I mean, he's obviously not going to perform. So at who do you 10, have at 10? At 10, I have Aaron Jones. Oh shit. All right. I love to hear that. Cause I have Aaron Jones. Um, I think, I mean, I think they're going to kind of be working by a running back by committee. But I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that they're working by a committee for Aaron Jones. Because if I think if he gets, if he gets 15, like, let's say he gets 15, 16 touches a game, which doesn't seem that good, and about fit five receptions a game, I think if he stays healthy, which is, a, I mean, we say that's about almost every guy, but it's yeah. huge for Aaron Jones. <laughs> if he stays healthy, gets about 15 touches a game, five receptions, I think he's, I think he's, Easy, easily an RB one, just and I think he's that he, obviously the best uh, pass catcher in that backfield with those other two guys, and I think he's going to be used in both both roles for the bell cow role and and for the pass catching role. But I think I mean if he, I don't really see him being that kind of low twenties guy, and I don't want him to because with his injury concern. I think, I think he'd get hurt at some point personally if he was getting twenty-five touches a game. So, I think him getting fifteen touches a game is great for him, and great for the fucking Packers. So, I like I like Aaron Jones just because his pass pass catching ability is great. Just the injury concern is scary. Yeah, I I I mean, like I said, I agree. I I have him on one of my fantasy teams. I was just I'm worried about the the injury that he has right now, but I guess we'll find out tonight how well he looks, but I mean, I, like yeah, I said, it's a great, I it's a great sign. It's a great sign. He's playing in yeah, preseason. I'm, I don't want his first game coming back and playing the bears week one. Yeah. Like, that's shitty. that would be, that would suck ass. So as long as he gets a drive or two, maybe today and yeah, decent, I, I mean, even if he doesn't do good, as long as he just gets those feet moving and kind of getting yeah. back in the rhythm of things is great. Cause that week one, that week one playing the Bears is going to be the hardest game he's going to have all year. Yeah, so. I mean, besides when he has to play him again, but yeah. <laughs> is but it? Yeah. I think it's in. Oh, it's in. Uh, it's in Chicago too. Yeah. So that might be a rough one. Yeah. Uh, you already said ten. Uh, yeah. So at nine, I have your one of your boys, Nick Chubb. And oh, I got him. I got him up. I got I'm him up sure there. you do because you have him on your fantasy team. I have I have Nick Chubb at nine because I think that he's a fucking dude, and I don't worry about any of that bullshit with the you know the girl kicker, Cream Hunt. But <laughs> I just I think that I mean his first game in preseason he had one attempt for twelve yards. And that looks fucking good. And then he had one one catch for 14 yards. And so that's already 26 yards after two touches. And that's against a good Redskins defense, too. And so he is a solid ass back. I mean, he he almost had a thousand yards and he didn't even play. He didn't even play every game. And he and he actually did have a thousand yards besides his last carry of the season. It was for a loss. And so he lost that a thousand yard mark as a rookie, but the fact that he's just getting the workload and they're just putting him in the passing game and he's on one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. I just think that the sky's the limit for Chubb and 
Obviously, I think that maybe when Kareem Hunt comes back, he takes a few carries, but it's nothing like people are saying he's going to go from freaking RB1 to goddamn fringe RB3. I mean, it's not going to be anything like that. And, I mean, he's going to he's going to get you into the playoffs alone. I just think that he's got he's got so much talent and he's in an offense where they can score the ball any anytime they want. And so that's why I have him at 9 as a RB1 and I don't think he's ever going to be outside an RB1. I won't be talking about him for a little bit because I got him fucking hanging in there. I'm not um, surprised. At 9 at 9. I mean I would say the same thing I would probably say the same thing even if I didn't have Nick Chubb. At nine, I have uh, James Conner. And Mm. it's only because Pittsburgh loves to use that workhorse back, kind of like the Chiefs. I mean, I know they had had Le'Veon for all those years, and they used uh, James Conner as a workhorse last year. And I know they love Jalen Samuels, and he's going to lose passing down work to Jalen Samuels. Um, What scares me, too, is they brought in – Jalen Samuels uh, running back coach from NC State so I think they're going to implement Samuels a little more and he's going to know how to use them and and here's a stat Juju got tackled with uh, inside the two yard line five separate times last year you five separate times within the two yard line yeah so what you're telling me is that what's his dick hole got got five carries inside the five is what you're telling me yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many of those uh, James Conner got, but I, at least three of them probably resulted in a touchdown. Well, that's what James I'm saying. So he should be lower then because if he's – no, that I, shit's not going to happen again, in this, right? In these pre, well, in these preseason games, I mean, it fucking should not. That's fucking this crazy stat. But in these preseason games, James Conner James Connor looks fucking great, and James Conner's kind of had injury history too. So – I don't mind. It's kind of like an Aaron Jones role. I don't mind the these backups in Jalen Samuels getting getting this work too. Just kind of keeping James Conner fresh throughout the season. I mean, he looked. I mean, he was one of the top tier running backs at the first half of last year, and then kind of fell off and got yeah. slow with his injuries. And I think if they can keep him fresh all throughout the season, I mean, I think he's one of the more talented running backs, and he's in a I mean, one of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, it's a good offense with Juju and Big Ben still hanging in there. And I don't know. I think I think James Conner's fucking – I mean, I think he's good. I personally wouldn't draft him because kind of the options I can have around him yeah. at running back. But I wouldn't mind someone taking him at early second round. And it's a, I think it's a steal late in the second round. I'm late in the second round. So, I mean, taking him in the first round is a fucking – that's a joke because you can get fucking better options. But I like—I mean, I'm—I don't really want to say I like James Conner, but I think his opportunity there in Pittsburgh is tremendous. And if he was probably on any other team, I would say okay. I mean, if him and if him and Carryon Johnson play spots, I think Carryon would be a fucking first round. I mean, first yeah. round pick. So, and James Conner would be kind of where Carryon is. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have nothing to really say. I mean, I have him at fifteen for a reason, like I told before. But I mean, I definitely think that he could be up there if he, you know, has the same work that he got last year. But that's the only thing. I don't think that he gets the same work, and I don't think that he's that talented enough to kind of take that limited work and make it into a 
you know, RB one. So that's just that's my opinion on that. Um, I can you... go. I have at eight. I eight. I have um, Le'Veon. Um, and the only I just if Le'Veon was on the Steelers, I'd have. I mean, I'd have Le'Veon up there. He'd be, yeah. one of, he'd be one of my first picks, but I just the only thing he's on the Jets and fucking Adam Gase is there and Adam Gase is fucking bad with running backs and you know, that offense. Mm, that offense. What I don't know. I don't know if I agree that he's bad with running backs. Just think of who he's fucking had at running back. He's I, had some the, shitters. And the, and Adam Gase works. I mean, they work fucking slow. Too. I know, I know, I I know what you're saying. And that offensive lines, that offensive lines, dog shit. I'm not saying I think the Jets are fucking good, but I'm just saying that I think that the everyone says that he has like he's some bad motherfucker with, you know, running backs, but he has had Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balage. I mean, they're fucking horrible. And the one running back that he did do well with was Jay Ajay and. JHI was, I mean, he's from my favorite college. He, I mean, I'm going to be an alumni from BSU, but he was good at BSU, but I don't think he was like 200 yards in the NFL good. I mean, he had three straight games where he had 200 yards in, in that dog shit, you know, in the quote-unquote dog shit offense. I just think people are like overriding Le'Veon with that offense. I don't think he's that bad, and I think that he's better, uh, 10 times better than JHI and yeah, I don't know. You can keep going though. Sorry, I, I just wanted to. I'm kind of just having flashbacks because I think he's gonna be like this year's David Johnson. What David Johnson was last year, just kind uh, of RB, missing... an RB one. No, I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, I, I think Le'Veon's getting taken around six or seven right now. But I mean, David Johnson is. I mean, he was a back in RB one last year, but he. He was a bust. He disappointed. You think I mean, that offense is going to be just as bad as the Arizona offense last year? It's, that, it, that's what I'm saying. It's up there. And both really? Offense, both offensive lines are fucking dog shit. I mean, down there, worse in the league. So, they're, both offenses are bad. Both O-lines are bad. Uh, fucking both coaches, both coaches are kind of, I mean, personnel around them are bad. So, I think yeah. Le'Veon's a, a great talent. Just kind of the situation he's in kind of fucks him over. And I think he's proven he can stay healthy. And I think he's gonna be he's gonna be an RB one. Just yeah. his ADP his the only thing is I'm knocking on him is because his ADP is way higher than it should be for okay. when you can get some of these other guys. So right. and I think where you're getting Le'Veon, you can I think you should go get a DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams. And go wait on a guy like a Dalvin Cook or somebody or a Nick yeah. Chubb. Well, so that's who I have at eight. I have Dalvin Cook. I know you haven't talked about him yet. I don't know if you have him a little bit. I am at seven. I am oh at wow. Seven. Okay, so I have him at eight. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal talent, and the fact that he just got an offensive coordinator that is just all about running the football is crazy for him. I think. I mean, we say it about everyone, just stay healthy. I mean, he hasn't stayed healthy, but, I mean, the dude can fucking play the running back position. He freaking – he averaged almost four catches a game in this, uh, like, last year. And, honestly, that is, like, so – that's so good for fantasy because, obviously, with the half-point PPR, that's already – that's already two more points, I mean, just for, you know, catching it. And what he does after is – 
is ridiculous. I mean, he he averaged it was four point six yards a carry, which is really good, and that's with an offensive coordinator that wasn't always rushing the football. I mean, if he gets, you know, 15, 20 uh, touches a game, I just think that the sky's the limit for Dalvin Cook. I think he was RB1 both. I mean, he was RB1 the back half of the season when he was healthy. I mean, I know that he was facing the Dolphins in two of those games and had like, I think it was, it was 27 and a half fantasy points. And then he had 20. 5.3 5.3 fantasy points. So, I mean, I know that's against the Dolphins, but it just shows that, I mean, he can he can just take the load. Alexander Madison is a great running back, I mean, from he's BSU. Not, he's not going to take away. He's not going to take away from anything unless no. the only time he's ever going to get a good amount of work is if maybe the red, gets Yeah, I gets just – and maybe, maybe a red zone carry here or there. But I think Dalvin, I mean, he looks fucking huge. He looks huge. And so I just I just think the sky's the limit for Dalvin. And if he's getting, you know, 20 touches a game, he's an easy RB1. I mean, he could even be a top five running back, I think, if he stays healthy. Yeah, um, I just – this team this team wants to run the fucking ball, and that's what they're committed to. And, I mean, as good as wide receivers they have, they're going to fucking use Dalvin Cook. Yeah, in the passing game too. And yeah, in the passing and, game. And he's a great – he's great once he gets the football in open space. Oh, in – he, yeah, in uh, in 2018, in his limited work, he was the second fastest uh, clock ball carrier at 22.7 miles an hour. Yeah, which was faster than fucking Tyreek and Saquon. Oh well, yeah, finished, that's crazy. He finished eighth among uh, running backs and evaded tackles, ranked second in uh, among all uh, all running backs in juke rate. So the only that I mean, as we're saying, the only thing he has to do is stay on the field on that offense. And I think he he can be a top five running back, easy top ten running back. They went out and spent a first and fourth round pick on an offensive lineman, yeah. showing they are committed to running this ball. So I oh think, yeah, hundred percent. I think Dalvin Cook is an elite option yeah. and great if you can get him in midway through the second round. So. Well, yeah, and he also he played he played uh, eleven games last year and he had forty receptions. So that is just he can he can do it all. Yeah, I mean, everyone raves about. I think Christian McCaffrey was seventy-seven, I believe, receptions, and so and that's with sixteen games of work. I mean, if he's at forty and eleven games of work, I mean, I just think he just. I mean, easy top five upside. I mean, he he has the opportunity to be such a great player this year. I wish I could have got him in some leagues, but oh well. Yeah, it sucks. I have. McCaffrey, Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and David Montgomery, which yeah, kind of really sucks. Yeah, it sucks to have all your top running backs in your fantasy rankings on your team. It does suck. Yeah. Okay, so at seven, you want to you want to? I mean, I guess you just kind of talked about I all have, of, all I of have, you guys. Yeah, yeah, I have. That's Dalvin fine. Cook at seven. So at seven, I don't know if you even have him in your rankings, but I have Zeke at seven. I don't. Yeah. The, I mean, I yeah. just want to say if I if Zeke was playing so yeah, he'd contract, be, yeah yeah I know. he would be he would be probably second in my ranking so, so i don't have him in here so for right now i have him at seven and it's because this is like 
this is him missing two or three games for me, and it's because Zeke, when he's on the field, uh, he's, I mean, a lock for 20 fantasy points a game. He led the NFL in uh, rushing attempts last year, and I don't think that they would shy away from doing that once he comes back. I mean, he's working out in Cabo, so if they can just get a fucking deal done, I think that, I mean, obviously he's just going to be inserted into my RB, like my running back too, because he's – he just is so good, and he could even be the best running back in the NFL. But the fact that this whole contract thing is just, you know, bugging bugging me out. I don't really want to go into too many stats about Zeke. Everyone knows Zeke's the a really good running back, but I have him at seven just because. I mean, if he it, like we talked about the other day, if he doesn't play this year, he doesn't play at all next year. So yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna play at some point, but for right now, he's just. He's he's at seven for me because he I think he'll miss a couple games. I think he yeah, might come I just back don't after. Have him in here because, yeah. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him probably anywhere as of right now because it's getting scarier by the day. So yeah, okay. Um, at six, you go six first. You okay, six. six. I have Le'Veon, and that's why I was like, you know, I I don't think he's. I think he could be a top five running back, but I have him at six because he. I mean, just every report that comes out that he's going to be the, I mean, obviously the dude on offense, he, I mean, he's a great pass catcher. He's going to be lined up in the, in the slot. He's going to be, he's going to be all over the field and he's been going on offense and defense for, you know, conditioning and stuff. So he's ready to go. I mean, he's ready to take the workload. I know that, you know, talk is talk, but he said, he'd be willing to take 500 touches. I know that he, he, I mean, his most is 411 in, in Pittsburgh, but he, I think that he can easily handle the workload. I mean, he's done it before. I think that obviously his offensive line is shaky, but I think that his talent just is, is crazy good enough to make him a, you know, a top, almost a top five running back in the league. So yeah, he, can talk, he can talk all that stuff he wants. I mean, I was watching that, the 24 hour thing, the ESPN fantasy with Matthew Barry. And he, I guess he told one of the guys last year that he was going to win him a fucking fantasy league. Yeah. And he didn't even fucking play. Yeah. And he came out and said, he's winning. I mean, he's going to fucking sorry for not playing last year. I'm going to win you guys a league. Any guy can fucking say that shit. So I don't, I don't really buy all that talk. Uh, six. I have Joe Mixon. Fuck. So, yeah. Love to hear uh, it from you. I mean, sixes. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. No, I know. I, I, I haven't said his name yet. Um, I just that O line, that O line got worse from last year. You can say whatever you want. That O line might be the worst in the league. The only thing keeping Joe Mixon alive is his fucking. I think he's one of the more talented running backs in the league. Because I mean, he obviously he led the AFC in rushing last year. So I'm young back. I think he's gonna get that work. But that offense, the offense is fucking horrible. They were 25th in yards per drive last year, 24th in time of possession per drive last year, 24th and third and uh, three and outs per drive. I think, I mean, an upside thing is I think maybe A.J. Green's injury kind of raises Joe Mixon a little bit, kind of having to take on a bigger role. And I don't think Joe, Joe Mixon really doesn't have an injury concern, maybe here and there, just normal injuries. Yeah. But that offense... I just wish he was. I just wish Joe Mixon was on a different offense because that offense is fucking hor- horrible. They're yeah. going to win. I think they're going to win. Maybe I, they're going to be. They're kind of remind me of the Lions. Maybe five, five, six games. 
The yeah. offensive line's really fucking bad. Just I think Joe Mixon's talent will keep him in the RB one discussion. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so I have Joe, and you know, I I mean, I've reached I've reached for Joe in every draft that we had because I just couldn't go this season without having him. I I really like him this year. I have him at five, so I don't have him obviously way bigger than you do. I have him at five. I think he's a, a top five running back. That's my biggest prediction this year. I think that he's gonna be a top five running back. Could be one of the best running backs in fantasy. I know that everyone's scared about his offensive line, but they did they did get a cunt hair and I, I mean a little bit better line. I know that if if their first round pick Jonah Williams would be playing it'd be a different story, but I mean it did get a little bit better. Everyone's like raving about this center. I think it's the worst in the league. Oh my god. I don't think it's the worst in the league, but I mean it's it's definitely bottom half. I think with that that guy that retired didn't even fucking everyone knew he was going to retire so everyone's making making this big hoopla but everyone knew it was going to happen and he didn't even play last year so I just and so in he obviously you already stated that he was the leader in a, in the AFC in rushing he also had 40 receptions last year and that was it sorry uh, he only played 14 games last year, and he had 40 receptions, which is really good, obviously. And in what what was it? Where did they go? Uh, obviously, uh, 1,000. I mean, a thousand rushing yards is hard to eclipse with a shitty O line. Am I right? I mean, yeah, that, that's that's, just... that's why I think is I think is I think his floor is I think he has such a high floor, but on that offense, I don't think his ceiling is that high. And also, he only scored eight touchdowns, too. I think that if he can just get a little bit more work, like, obviously, if they can if they can at least move the ball a little bit, if Tyler Boyd's as good as everyone says he's going to be, I mean, they, they look fine in the preseason. Their offense looks fine. And like I said, if he had 43 receptions last year, I mean, the, they have a new coach. Zach Taylor is, uh, you know, coming from the, the branch of Sean McVay, and I think that he can – if he's going to bring over that philosophy of that workhorse back like they did for Todd Gurley in, in L.A., then I just think the sky's the limit for him. I think that Zach Taylor wants to – I mean, I all I've seen is that he woke up in the middle of the night one night and, like, not woke up, but, like, he was at the facility and he went into the gym and he saw Joe Mixon there. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm ready to be that bell cow back for you coach i mean i know like talk is cheap or whatever but i mean he's he he's doing everything that he can to be that dude for them this year because he knows that he's gonna have to put the team on his back and i mean we've seen two carries from him in, in the preseason and one of them he literally put the highest paid cornerback in the dirt and put him in a grave so and i yeah i don't doubt i mean i don't count, doubt his talent at all i think he's one of the more talented running backs in the league it's just his the situation he's in on that Bengals offense and that Bengals offensive line is not is not good. And I just I say this for a lot of players, but I just wish Joe Mixon was on a better team with a better personnel and a better team around him. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I think his personnel is fine. I th- I think that Zach Taylor. I mean, they're just vanilla right now in the preseason, but I think that they have some packages for his ass because if he's in in there working every day, he's gonna be fucking ready for that bell cow back. I mean, he, I mean, if he knows that, I mean, he knows what's coming. He knows that he's gonna have to just put the team on his back. He's getting easy twenty touches, tw- uh, twenty twenty five touches a game. 
I, yeah, I just what limits him, I think, is kind of just that touchdown opportunity because they won't be driving down the field as much as well, I mean, maybe some other high caliber thing, offenses. AJ Green's not even gone for that long, is the thing, and their first few games are. I mean, no well, offense AJ to your Green, Seahawks. AJ Green's not that. AJ Green's not that guy anymore. So okay, I, mean, I know he's not, not that, that guy, but they still have to, you know, account for him, though, right? I mean, they have to, you know, they have to have a game plan for AJ Green because he still is the best wide receiver on the field when he is playing. I mean, the best receiver on his team when he's playing. I just. I mean, they're going to finish – I mean, no matter what fucking happens, probably they're going to finish last in that division. Oh, yeah, they're they going to finish making, last. I know. They ain't making the playoffs. They're a bad team. Joe Mixon's a great fucking running back. Like I said, I think is – I think showing from last year, barring injury, I think his floor is higher than a lot of fucking players I have on this list. I think just kind of the offense he's on just limits his, limits his ceiling. So. All right. Well – we talked about my my boy a little bit too much, but who do you have at? Uh, did you five. already say who you have at five? You didn't say. No, I have uh, David Johnson. Oh, okay. Um, just kind of, I'm just, I'm just gonna talk some knocks on him because we all know he's an elite talent. But I mean, he David Johnson hasn't looked good, hasn't looked good in his first two preseason games. Uh, I mean, he is. Ten, I mean, he has six carries for 10 yards. The offensive line's really fucking bad. I mean, they've had five drives with – they've had – Kyler Murray's been under center five uh, for five drives, and they've resulted in punt, 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 safety. And I know I know they said they can go run a vanilla offense, but some – I mean, but some of the plays they're running are not – they don't just make up – some of the plays they're running, they're going to run in the season. Like, they're not going to make up a whole new offense just for the preseason. I get maybe the stuff and maybe the kind of tempo they're running in isn't as high. But still, they're not looking good. And you can say vanilla this, vanilla that. It's a – I mean, it's looking fucking bad. And not – I mean, last year was really bad. The offense is horrible. And the offensive line is horrible. And I think they're going to improve this year with Kyler Murray with his legs and his passing ability. But I – that often that offense still looks fucking bad. I think David Johnson's an elite back, elite talent, but I think his rushing ability is gonna take a hit with that team being behind in games. But I think his catching ability, I think he's gonna is great with Kyler Murray being a rookie, gonna kind of rely on David Johnson with those dink and dunk pass offs a little bit. So I think David Johnson is uh, receiving ability is gonna save him. He's got no one behind him, an okay receiving core, and I, I don't know. Just the offense is really fucking bad. So yeah. Well, I so I mean, I guess just going right into the next one at four, I have David Johnson, and he's going to be easy top five back for me this year. I mean, the you did mention that he what was it four carries for ten yards, right? Six carries for ten six yards. carries for ten yards, and that's awful. But he's never been. I mean, he's a career. Four, I mean, four isn't bad, but like last year was three point. He averaged three point six yards per carry. So I mean, it's not like he's ever been like a really good like rushing back. I think that what saved him is his receptions, and they're going to be in an air raid system in Arizona. And Kingsbury is just going to. I mean, he's going to want to run as many plays as he can. He said he wants to run, you know, almost a hundred plays a game. And so he, I mean, he was top five in 
uh, college. I know college doesn't mean shit once you get to the NFL, but he's going to try to run as many plays as possible, which means more opportunity for passing work or rushing work. But I just feel like the thing for me that makes him like up there is I think that he can play that, you know, McCaffrey role getting, you know, upper, upper eighties in receptions with this offense. And I don't think anyone's near that McCaffrey had 104 receptions last year, which was an NFL record. It was 104. Yeah, he had a hundred. I mean, I mean, if you want to compare David Johnson to me, I thought like it was. Se- oh, wait, it was one hundred and four. I thought it was like. Yeah, I thought it was he, he like seventy nine. He had one hundred and four. Uh, Alvin Kamara had eighty. Had, has about he. Alvin Kamara. Well, I guess had that was Kamara was the one with eighty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I just feel like he can be. I mean, I think he's easily an eighty reception guy, especially in this offense. He had fifty last year, averaged you know eight point nine per reception. But I just think that he has the opportunity to be a easy, like, I mean, he was an RB one, just, I mean, he was the best running back in fantasy football just two years ago. So, I mean, and I mean, it's not like his offense has ever been like really good. And like, people have to account for Kyler Murray's rushing ability. And <clears throat> I mean, they've been raving about his accuracy and stuff like that. So, and he, they have some playmakers on the outside, so they're really going to spread the field. So I think with them spreading the field, he'll at least be a little bit better, uh, with you know his rushing, and also if they're running more plays, that's more opportunities for fantasy points, which means maybe some more uh, goal line work and stuff like that. So he only had seven touchdowns last year. You know, on I the don't. Th- I don't think that's gonna. I I don't think that's really gonna go. I mean, maybe I don't think he's gonna get double digit touchdowns. Well, I don't think, think that think offense improve that much. Well, he was a he was the RB nine in PPR, and he only had fifty receptions. So if they're running way more plays this year without that shitty offense, I just and I, mean, I think he's, he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be better than better than last year. I just the offenses, I mean, bad offenses limit good. I mean, good fantasy production uh, production from running backs. I mean, Saquon's kind of the exception because Saquon's kind of a talent of his own. Yeah. It's just the offensive the Cardinals looks. I mean, so far in the I mean, I'd probably be saying different if so far Kyler Murray looked like maybe like Baker did on his one drive. I mean, just fucking rolling. So I yeah, hundred percent. Just his first two preseason games for that Kyler Murray and that offense doesn't look good. So that's the who do you have before? I have Nick Chubb. <laughs> All right. Um, he, I mean, in his limited work last year, he had the highest yards after contact in the NFL, the highest elusive grade in the NFL. He was top 10 in breakaway runs. I don't know how many. He barely played in the beginning, first half of the year, and then obviously started getting that bell cow roll the second half of the year. I think with Duke Johnson out, with Duke Johnson out, and we saw we saw those, the notification that he's going to get, he's going to get more of a passing game, which he already kind of, he already kind of has a little bit. But if he's going to get even more, and he's got, he's got really no one behind him, I think he could easily easily lead the NFL in rushing this year. Like if you were going to place a bet, if you were going to place a bet on anyone and get a good value on it, I think he's like 12 to one or something to lead the NFL in rushing. And I think that's a great, great, great value. And I, Nick, this offense is going to be, I mean, as of right now, what we see on paper and that one drive with OBJ, I, I think it's going to be one of the more prolific offenses in the league. And I think this first half of the year before even, I mean, Kareem Hunt is, I'm not even thinking about Kareem Hunt, but this first half of the year before he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Chubb was top three in 
fantasy backs. And Nick Chubb maybe might take away some of the passing game, maybe just take a little bit of a load off, which I don't, which I don't mind at all. Just kind of keeping them healthy throughout the year, and they're going to want that for their playoff. I mean, if they make the playoffs, I don't. I think they're going to be right fucking there. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that uh, Cream Hunt thing's bad at all. And neither do I. About it, so I don't think it's bad. I just. I don't know. I mean, I think that he definitely could be a top five back, but I feel like, like I mean, I don't know. I feel like the the offense will maybe like like Odell being there kind of eats into some of his like work that he could do because I feel like there's more options to go to this year, which could also. Yeah, but last year, last year there was still. I mean, they were he was still getting twenty touches a game, and I don't see that changing. I don't see that changing one bit. And even if he and if he gets more pa- and more in the passing game too. I think the sky's the limit. I think the sky's the limit for Nick Chubb. And next year, when we're talking about picks next year, Nick Chubb's gonna be top five running back for every single every single person. I think he's gonna be a first round pick unanimously next year for fantasy. I I mean I'm I'm not like totally disagreeing, but I think Hilliard might take some receptions from him as well. But I and I don't I don't mind it at all. I don't want him to get fucking every goddamn snap like a fucking Christian McCaffrey role. I don't, I mean, he, he I mean, he's built him. Mean, he's built for good running back size. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want, I want him to be healthy throughout the whole season. So I don't mind that. I don't mind that one bit. All right. Uh, well, so at, um, where do we at three? Yeah. Three. I have, yeah. You can I have go. Camara. I have Camara and yeah. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I could put Camara at one. I could put him at two. I can put him at three. I, all three of these guys can fucking yeah. It can go either way. Uh, I mean, Kamara. I mean, you can say what he want, what you want about Kamara. I mean, he's not a workhorse guy, which you don't want him to. You don't want him to be kind of out of his size because the Saints use him to perfection. He's had eighty receptions the past two years. I mean, last year, what he ranked last year, uh, running backs was he three two? I mean, he was right there. He was three. He, he, oh, yeah, he. he only played he only played 15 games he missed that last game of the year because they were already in the playoffs yeah uh i mean (laughs) alvin Kamara's size and having mark ingram on his team last year he alvin Kamara ranked fourth on goal line carries and first in red zone targets for running backs and fourth overall out of tight ends and wide receivers Kamara was fourth in red zone targets yeah so i mean i don't with Mark Ingram gone, I believe Tavius Murray's going to take Mark Ingram's spot. I think Alvin Kamara. I think I'm going to. Alvin Kamara has the highest floor out of everyone out out of all running backs in fantasy. And that offense is one of the more elite offenses in the league. They're going to win games. They're going to be up in games. They're going to want to run the ball. Yeah. Him and Latavius. So yeah. I, I think Alvin Kamara is an elite option. Yeah, I also have Kamara at three. Like you said, you could literally put Kamara at one, CMC at three, Saquon at two. I mean, you could, like, put these guys – I mean, but, like, as of right now, I think Kamara is – I mean, obviously you said the highest floor. I mean, he had 14 touchdowns on the ground last year. I mean, that's that's retarded. And he had – he averaged 4.6 yards per carry, which is – outstanding and he had like you said he has had 81 receptions the past two years I mean exactly and I mean he'll probably have the same he might even have a little bit more just because in my opinion I think Drew Brees is on the decline a little bit which means for me maybe a little bit like shorter passes you know more check downs for Kamara 
which could lead to, you know, more fantasy points. I don't know if he probably will not score uh, 14 touchdowns again because I don't think he will get that goal down uh, goal line work. I think that uh, Latavius will probably take over some touchdowns, which is fine. Um, but I mean, like, like I said, he's had five and four touchdowns through the air the last two years. So he'll probably have around, you know, that same, same work again. But I do think what will, you know, obviously make him a little bit better this year. I think he'll have more than 80 receptions this year. Probably, I'm, I'm thinking like a little bit under 90, but I think yeah. you'll have a and little I don't bit wanna, more. I don't want to go in too much about these guys. Because, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, anyone listening, they're, they already know. Yeah. I mean, these are the top three guys. I have McCaffrey CMC at two and Saquon at one. Yeah. I, McCaffrey, NFL record, NFL record, 104 receptions last year. 107. I think that was 107. Yeah. They dra- okay, they drafted. I mean, they drafted Jordan Scarlett with a fifth-round pick, which is, I mean, kind of – that is, doesn't mean shit. We haven't heard shit from Jordan Scarlett. So he might take maybe some – maybe some carries, but nothing major. Uh, yeah. He took 95% of the Carolina touches last year. He uh, he played on 90% of the snaps. Uh, I think he has such a high floor. He's right there, him and Camaro, one, two – for yeah. floor you know what you're going to get out of them each yeah. and every week and they can easily break off with their receiving abilities they can break off for 100 yards on the ground and 100 yards in the air uh touchdown yeah. rushing touchdown i mean two touchdowns receiving yeah uh, i do think the panthers offense is going to be more potent i mean you know how i feel about cam this year so i, I think yeah, that... i don't feel i don't feel that way i think the i Saints do have- I mean, no, no, they have a they have, they have a better offense, I think. But I think that Cam having a healthy shoulder, they're going to score a lot more this year. So that's why I think that obviously no one – he's not going to repeat that 107 receptions, no way. But, I mean, he'll have, you know, uh, he'll have 80 at least. And because um, he, had, he had 80 his rookie year. So, I mean, he'll have 80, 90 receptions this year. But I don't think he's going to be – in the hundreds, because I think that there's uh, obviously with the emergence of Curtis Samuel, I think that uh, Cam's going to try to throw it downfield a little bit more rather than that dink and dunk shit. Yeah. And I mean, if that shoulder does flare up for Cam, then we can see maybe McCaffrey going back to that uh, reception total. Yeah. He had McCaffrey had six, six of his seven touchdowns last year on the ground came within the four yard line. And if, I mean, Oh, if, if they if they came out uh, and they came out and said they kind of want to limit they came out and said they kind of want to limit uh, McCaffrey on those short yarded situations and maybe those goal line touches so maybe one or two of those goal line touches go to uh, Jordan Scarlett whoever's there in that backfield I mean maybe even Cam Newton I mean how many yeah Cam it'll Newton be only Cam. had Cam Newton made, only had I think three rushing touchdowns last year which I think he's going to have a little bit more on those one yard line maybe. Uh, QB sneak or whatever he's so good at with that big size so maybe some of those rushing touchdowns go back a little bit but I think with McCaffrey's receiving ability and and Kamara's obviously I think their floor is easily just a top three floor so yeah and then obviously Saquon at one for both of us I mean like we said you can switch any of these the way you want but I think Saquon has the highest floor out of any of the three because of how talented he is. I think he's easily the most talented out of the three. The fact that he finished first in some fantasy platforms last year as a rookie is just beyond me. I don't care 
if there's an eight man, you know, like eight people in the box or not, he's going to run over people. He's going to make you miss. He's going to, you know, jump over you. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to get to the end zone. And he is the best running back in the NFL. And I don't think, I don't think that there's any change in my mind. I think that Saquon's dumb. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line got a little bit better. It's just like we kind of said, we don't want, I don't want to look back at the end of the year and be like, fuck, I had Saquon at three when easily it was there right in front of my fucking face. He had such a good uh, rookie season. and Dude, he had uh, 1,300 if, yards as a rookie. That's yeah, just and stupid. If I, had to, I mean, with the improved offensive line, if I had to guess whether he regresses or improves, I'm going to say that fucker improves. So, yeah, and I don't even know what improving is going to look like. I mean, he could honestly maybe have one of the best fantasy seasons as a running back, I'm not going to lie. I mean, he, I mean, he had 11 touchdowns on the ground. I think that he could have, you know, 13, 14, if, if that offense just, you know, can get down the field more than we think that they do. And, and 91 receptions, I think. And if like, and let's that. say Eli Manning loses that uh, job to Daniel, Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones has looked great. This, yeah. He's uh, fine. Yeah. He looked, he's a great this preseason. So let's say Daniel Jones comes out and he's an actual dude. I think, uh, Saquon's like stock and his value goes up so much more than I mean it already is we have him at the top so yeah I think that's it yeah um yeah I think that's it for our top 15 running back rankings for the 20 2019 season click that bell next to our name on Twitter so you never miss a tweet follow us on Twitter at big guy sports with an extra s at the end follow our individual Twitter's at Kobe Robert 17 at Trey underscore Tiff DM us with any questions. We still haven't got a, a question and I would really like for us to have some questions. So please, I, we would like some questions for our next podcast. We'll get the next one out to you as soon as we can. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. See you guys.